Welcome to the Faces podcast. We're a Christian and Muslim charity working to build resilience in faith communities against child sexual exploitation and other forms of harm. We'll be talking about what faith and interfaith work means to us and how we embed an inclusive and authentic approach throughout our work. Hello and welcome to our Faces podcast. I'm Nigel. I'm on staff here at Faces. Um, but today I'm not going to be doing a podcast with Melissa. <laughs> Actually, the, the podcast is Melissa and uh, another hat that she wears um, for the Courtney Foundation. And um, so I'm going to ask a little bit about that. Part of this is looking at the good news stories around Luton and looking at uh, some of the things that help build uh, the community of Luton. And so um, I'd like to ask a few questions, Melissa, if that's okay. Um, And um, just sort of wondering, how did the Courtney Foundation start out? Hi, Nigel. Um, So I suppose really it has to go back a few years before we actually started the Courtney Foundation, when I started doing community work and sort of community projects in Newton, um, which we've actually just mentioned in the podcast with Tony about when we, he and I first met through a interfaith, multi-faith um, community work project, which was national and that placed different community workers with faith organisations in Luton to do interfaith engagement and sort of social action. Um, and that was really my um, my first solid uh, community worker role. And in that, we had a lot of scope to kind of really address, uh, assess what the needs were and take initiative in what those projects looked like. Um, so that kind of being my introduction meant that I had a, a very wide um, scope to, to sort of plan those projects and deliver those projects myself. So I think really from then that the kind of idea of setting up a charity was sort of on the table for me. Um, and sort of fast forward, um, you know, a few other hats and, and different roles that I'd done in, in community work and, and faith-based work. Um, it just seemed appropriate to to kind of really turn an idea into to something more tangible. Um, and we went with the Courtney Foundation as a name in memory of my mum, who passed away a few years ago. Um, and we have that kind of broad uh, broad remit of social inclusion and relief and, and prevention of poverty, which means really we can do a wide range of projects. Um, the idea in itself was just we want to help people. You know, how can we help people? How can we bring um, our values and, and principles through our different experiences in community work forward to make sure we create um, inclusive and responsive projects that that really provide um, a difference to people's lives? Um, so that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. So what kind of projects um, are you, uh, do you do in the Courtney Foundation um, for different groups? Are, are there some that you're working on at the minute in particular? Yeah, we have a few um, at the minute. We've had uh, some kind of new projects actually just starting in the last few weeks. So we've got Luton Clothing Bank. That's our main sort of flagship project, providing clothing support to anyone in financial difficulty in Luton. So that's a a wide range of people um, from asylum seekers to people uh, fleeing domestic violence, people who've just left prison or hospital, um, but also, you know, people who are working, people who are unemployed and people in any kind of financial difficulty can can access support through us. And that's adults and children's clothes, shoes. Um, we did do bedding for a while, but it's kind of just trying to, to manage all of that. We, we don't do bedding at the moment. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, we've launched two warm spaces, one in High Town Baptist Church, one at the Raise Up Foundation in Saints Community Centre. Um, and through that, we offer 
coats, winter jumpers, hats, scarves and gloves through local donations that can be dropped off um, and all those sort of details are, are on our website at thecourtneyfoundation.org. Um, but those have been great. You know, we've averaged over the last couple of weeks alone sort of 50 people at each site, sort of, a, 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 you know, weekly, so kind of 100 plus people a week, um, which is amazing, you know, that shows that there really is that need there just for a social space and, and, and yes, kind of accessing clothes and, and other things as well. Um, so we do that. Oh, sorry. We've also sorry, go on. Yeah. Sorry, no, no, go on. I was just going to ask yeah. you about that. We can go on to another one, mm-hmm. but just um, just thinking about from the faces point of view, which is podcast coming from our, our main focus is safeguarding and protecting of children. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing um, what you're doing there by providing for the needs of families and having no criteria that says this person's permitted government funding, this person's not, you're able to give freely into situations of need um, regardless of circumstances and and regardless of the base people are operating from, uh, whether it's coming out of prison or, or coming, you know, into the country with very yeah. little. And, and so that that helps children and families massively um, get stabilized and and doesn't force them into areas where they're trying to earn money by foul means or anything like that. It gives them a chance to make a decent go of things. And I just think that's one of the beautiful things, you know, that seems yeah. to be if, if we're able to meet, you know, material needs, even in a, in a small way, it reduces you know, again, even in a small way, that risk of exploitation that people might um, be, be be in if they're really struggling to have clothes, have, uh, you know, whether it's food or shelter that by reducing the cost they need to spend on clothes means they have more money to make sure those things are secure. Um, and it reduces that risk of, of people being exploited in order to, to have those, um, you know, basic things in life. So, so, I mean, I've often heard people say uh, we've got to be the fence at the top of the cliff as well as the hospital at the bottom. And and I think that's so important. Uh, but you were going to mention some other projects you're involved in. Um, yeah, and just before doing that, you know, obviously it, it, by providing the support and being open to, to any, anyone can come to us for that, um, you know, we often get people coming and, and at, it feels like they're so used to having to explain the details of their situation in order to access support. And of course, we know that for some um, places and, and certainly, you know, for some fundings that we might have, it might be necessary that we really, um, you know, we have those details for to report to funders and, and all of those things. Um, but it does speak into the kind of lack of dignity that uh, that is, is to take or dignity that is taken from people when in order to access a necessity like some clothes for my child or a coat because I don't have one um, I have to really give the the nitty-gritty details of my, of my life story to to do that um and it also means that you know through our support we engage with families and we we can find out what other kinds of um help they might need and you know if we can't provide that we can try and signpost them on and not just signpost but connect them to organizations that are better placed to support them as well um and i suppose when we we're in these roles you know we might be aware of the different pots of support that are available the phone numbers for the different organizations that can uh, maybe help us or give us advice and it's easy to forget that some people don't know these things um especially if you're new to the country you know you just don't know where to go to find that support so 
just being that kind of connecting uh, in that connecting role is, can sometimes be really powerful. So in terms of the, um, the other projects that we, we are doing at the moment, uh, so we've, we're working with a lot of people claiming asylum. So we're running some social activities for them um, and trying to just make sure that even if we're, you know, we, we, we can't reach the hundreds of, of people that are currently in, in accommodation in Luton uh, at every single event or activity, of course, but trying to implement sort of fair processes to make sure that people can access that support at least sometimes. Um, because, they're, you know, people claiming asylum are some of the most vulnerable in our town in that they can't access uh, social places that, you know, require spending money um, or require speaking English. Um, or require just you know being able to travel to to the places that are available, and um, so we try and create some of those um, places just for that uh, mental health and well being aspect, you know, primarily as well as providing material support when we can. Um, but you uh, know, we can't. It's, it's fair to say that uh, here in Luton um, there are a large number of uh, people that the Home Office has placed in hotels currently. So it's it's good to see the responsiveness. Uh, of the Courtney Foundation into this as well. I'm sorry, you, um, you know, and I think that that feeding um, people's needs and and their emotional needs, not just the, you know other needs, I think is so important. Yeah, and not just us, of course, and and people have been doing it much longer than us as well. And um, I hope they don't mind us mentioning here, but you know, All Saints Church has been doing a lot for um, providing clothes and English classes and and um, or, or casual sort of English settings and social spaces. Care for Calais and Luton Borough Council have been, um, I know, more recently organising a lot of those spaces and providing advice and guidance and and sort of professional support in that respect as well. And I'm sure there are many others who are are reaching out and and just being a somewhere that people can go for for assistance um discover islam one of the um faces partners hope church you know many of these organizations are doing doing a lot of work yeah and so so um there's a lot of activity. So how, I mean, I know you do a lot of work for Faces. I know you do a lot of work for another charity and the Courtney Fund. Um, I'm, I'm just sort of wondering how on earth does your life go? Because you've got a busy family as well. Um, you, you might, you, I, I just wonder, when do you sleep? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think with a lot of the, the support that's um, offered to people in Newton, you know, it's underestimated, I guess, how much voluntary um, hours go into that you know we rely heavily on on volunteers to to make sure we can deliver the support that we offer um, and we also rely heavily on you know spaces being given to us in kind to, to run these um, events and activities um, so yeah it's gen it's, it's that generosity that's that's sort of floating around that really is is what we can mobilize and 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 use to to offer that support and and your faith um melissa um, as faces we we see faith as an important value in, in much that we do yeah and i'm just sort of wondering uh, does your faith connect you with the the courtney foundation in any way or they uh, of course yeah does that come from that course um you know definitely faith is a driver for for the work that we do in the charity sector as, as generally speaking speaking for myself and those that I know doing similar things um but it also I suppose the the, the multi-faith aspect of, of faces and where my community kind of work started as well was very much multi-faith um 
definitely feeds into the values of how we do things at the Courtney Foundation and just in acknowledging that the resource in faith communities and faith buildings, you know, in being able to put on certain support and knowing that we have where our um, theological kind of uh, standpoints might be different, but our ethos of wanting to support people and, um, you know, having those good intentions, I think is is very similar, of course. So that definitely helps in um, being able to to get things done. So, so someone listening to this wanting to either send money or send clothes or <laughs> things like that to help support the Courtney Foundation, is there somewhere they can get in touch? Yeah, so our website has the details of our kind of ongoing projects if people need support, um, if that's clothes, if that's accessing the, the social activities that we're doing. We're also starting football soon for people claiming asylum as well. Um, and our email is probably the easiest way of, of asking any other questions or trying to coordinate any donations, info at thecourtneyfoundation.org. Info at thecourtneyfoundation.org. Brilliant. Thanks, right. Melissa, and thanks for your time. And and it's it's nice to have you on the end of the interview, uh, mm-hmm. yes. as well as uh, often doing it, uh, interviews with you. Um, but that's brilliant. So thank you for that. Thank you.